One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is wait. Your... Hold on. It's recording. Go ahead. Uh, Tom, um, this is for Ice Age Collision Course. Okay. And here's the spoiler warning. This is your official spoiler warning. If you haven't seen Ice Age Collision Course or any sort of broadly accessible Hollywood cartoon in the last um, 30 years, uh, we will spoil the tropes and the storyline of, of this particular film. So, you know, spoiler warning. I like to watch things fresh and unspoiled. Look at me. Oh, I deserve to experience stories fresh for the first time. Well, I'm a baby. Just, Every fucking moment is a new discovery and that's the way I want it. Hey no- there, baby, baby boy. Uh, I bet you you probably need some sort of warning at the start of this episode. Yeah, otherwise I'll... I'll Comment on your post and say, um, spoiler march. Uh, well, guess what, baby, baby? Uh, <laughs> this is your spoiler warning if you I'm haven't seen... I'm entitled to experience everything the first time. If you haven't seen uh, Ice Age Collision Course... Then grow up. <laughs> <laughs> baby No Spoils. Up. Why would Baby No Spoils go into a podcast about a movie they haven't seen yeah. but they want to know? Why are they, watch- why are they, like- why are they watching a podcast... First question, yeah. why are they listening to this podcast mm. if, they, if they are upset about spoilers? Yeah. You have mm. to take stock and you have to take responsibility mm. for your own actions and what you want out of life. Mm-hmm. And you've got to just learn to li- like the world is tough out there. Yeah. And being spoiled for the story of Ice Age Continental Drift mm-hmm. is the least of your fucking problems. Or, Look and, at or you. if it is the most, You're if it is your biggest mess right now, if it is your biggest problem, if it is your biggest problem, maybe you should listen to some of the people that are aggressively, yeah, fight, you're fight, aggressively fighting with online, yeah, yeah, because maybe they have no bigger one, problems. <laughs> no one enjoys your company. <laughs> That's the biggest spoiler. Warning of all. Spoiler warning, you ruined Star Wars. It was your fault. Yeah. <laughs> You're the fans that I talk about when I say I hate Star Wars fans and this whole weird fan entitlement thing that's going on. Spoiler warning, no one fucking likes you. Yeah. Spoiler warning, here's a, here's a, here's a, well, here's the one thing that isn't going to be a surprise. <laughs> um, fucking get a hobby and shut the fuck up. Yeah, well, you know, anyway, so that, uh, but also... Ice Age Collision Course is a dog shit film. <laughs> I'm should we get, get save, gonna, it, save it for the pod? Should we wait until this the is o- the pod? This, this is the spoiler the warning. This oh, is the okay. Spoiler warning. Sorry. No, that's right. Started. Let's go to spoiler the opening warning. theme. Ben Let's Russell the didn't like this movie so we're much. Gonna, we're going to go to the opening music. Then we're going to do our intro. Then we're going to introduce you, Ben. This then is a professional podcast. On. People ben. know that Ice Age means Ben Russell. I say it's true. <laughs> I have ownership over this, even though 
each more ice age that we do, I'm going to get more and more angry at mm. you and at you, the <laughs> listener, for doing this. I have ownership and I can't stop because I'm also stubborn mm-hmm. yeah. and I respect my brand integrity. Yes, and here right. is the opening titles. That was your spoiler warning. <laughs> Peace. I hate the word. Hello and welcome to Mish and Zach's Leguizama Rama. This is a podcast where each week we watch Ice Age because it doesn't fucking stop. Um, this, uh, yeah, it's a podcast about Johnny Legs. We love him. We love what he does. And we love the Ice Age franchise. Oh. I am Mish Wittrup. You might know me from enjoying the third Ice Age too much um, and I reflected on it and I think that was purely because... You are having a good day. I was having a really good day that yeah. day. Or Be- a bad day sometimes. No, I was just having a good day um, yeah. and I, I was like, oh, I felt like liking it and so I did. Yeah. Um, I'm joined as always by my friend Zachary Thomas Ruane, who you might know from. Um, you know, really learning, like really respecting the work of Pixar more mm. and more yeah. every time. Yeah. <laughs> Just like every single time we do this, I go, fuck, Pixar are good. Yes. Yeah. Um, we, as always, like like we mentioned in our spoiler warning, when you think of Ice Age, you think of Ben Russell. So yeah. we've had to ask him along again. I will say that every single time we ask you, your enthusiasm lessens in your reply. <laughs> the first time I asked you if you would do Ice Age, you were uh-huh. like, yeah, of course, man, I'd love to do your pod. The second time I asked you, you were like, ah, yeah, all right, like let's make this a thing. The third one you were like, sure, and this time you just went, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for joining us, Ben Russell. Thank you. It is a pleasure and an honour to be here mm-hmm. amongst you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. To talk about Ice Age. Yeah. Um, because it won't end. Which is it's, uh, it's well, never going to end. Although I don't know if you heard the news. Um, this happened a few months ago now, based on when we're going to release this. Um, but uh, there is an, an Ice Age series coming out, and I believe the No Johnny Legs. Oh, thank really. God! Oh well, my that's God! For Johnny Legs, because the one thing I love about this series is it is it yeah. gives Johnny Legs a payday and gives him the time to go and do his Broadway shows. Yeah, and and before we get into it. I just want to say that I I respect, and I respect anyone that takes a paycheck for for work. You know, like I do. I've done sports bet ads. Mm-hmm. I don't endorse gambling. Mm-hmm. I don't like gambling. Mm-hmm. But you're now the face of sports. But bet. I love money. You were telling me before. You were just saying to me before. You love love gambling. a punt. You love, love a punt. They call I you Punty punt. Russell. Yeah. They call him Punty Russell. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not going to dig into this because I feel like no, no, no. You too, can. It's, no one from sports bet is listening to this podcast. They might. Oh, actually, they might. You don't know. Yeah, I, we have, just know yeah. if you okay. And all of our listeners, if you see a sports bet ad and you recognize a comedian in one of the ads, please know that it took them a good amount of time to of of like thinking before they chose to mm, sign really. that line. Really, no, no, it they took, pay it very. Took, they it took they, getting to that end of the email. Sports bet. Yeah. Okay. Sports, <laughs> sports bet. I mean, this is a sad. Sports bet do more for the Australian comedy scene yeah. than. ABC and all the network television shows combined. Yeah, I remember I saw Xavier Michelides in a series of sports bet ads and I just remember thinking as soon as I saw that, I'm like, well, it's going to be a good year for Xavier. (laughs) They do more to support the local arts and comedy scenes than any other Mm. institution that actually does 
depending on depending on how many, it's probably a bit of a net zero though. So probably for all of the comedians that benefit, I'm sure there's a few that are like secretly addicted to online gambling, Mm. and it probably net zeros out. Yeah, probably just like take from the. Take from, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to throw aspersions on anyone, <laughs> but um, you know, yeah, you're not wrong. Anyway, sports bet, sports bet, bet, <laughs> sports bet. Ben. So I take a sport. I take money from sports bet, and mm. and and I. So I see nothing wrong with Legsy doing, keeping on doing this thing, even though it is creatively bankrupt at this point. I would 100 percent if I got a voice job. Mm. Oh. On a thing like this, yeah, to remove it from the sports bet. If I got a, I I would do Ice Age to the end of my life. Hundred yeah. percent. It's his neighbors. Really, it's like people, like you know, like oh, it's the, his neighbors. Yeah, yeah you know, like, but like the oldies had to do neighbors for like, like thirty I would, years. I love, I I love that. I love that. And yeah. my dream, it's my dream. Home and away, it's my dream to like. Um, play someone for three weeks on Home and Away. I want to play. Yeah, I would love yeah, to that'd do that. That would be so much well. fun. Like my like dream is to like ride into Summer Bay on a motorbike and a leather jacket. And yeah. I think what the story I've got, I want to pitch it to the Home and Away people. If anyone listening knows a Home and Away person. So I would like to be on Neighbours. Same. I would love to be on Neighbours. See, I would. There's a lot of that that makes sense. That's what I grew up watching. But Home and Away, I think there's a cognitive dissonance. I don't belong in that world. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can make sense on Neighbours. Home and Away mm. doesn't quite work. Um, I love. But do you want to hear my pitch? Oh, please, yeah. <laughs> so I am. I am. Um, I think I'm the father. It's a single mother. If there ever is a single mother and like Sam a teenage Frost. daughter, Sam Frost can be the Sam single Frost. Yeah. The, I don't watch Home and Away, but let's just. I know that Sam Frost. You're also anti-vax too. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's a match pro online gambling and anti-vax. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe in many things, but. Um, but I roll into town and I am an ex-lover of the 35-year-old mother of the teenage mm. child and I and I have come to believe that I'm the father of the teenage child. Mm-hmm. And then there's this moment where we connect. They think, oh, my God, I've got a father. And then the DNA test results come back. I'm not the dad. And then mm. I ride out. That's good. Uh, I think I've reached And you the, ride out on, in, from something, on what? On a motorcycle. On a motorcycle. But oh. I won't learn to ride the motorcycle. They'll no. have to work it out. Yeah. yeah. They'll have great. to work it <laughs> out. Yeah, Maybe a stunt a double. I don't know. Something like that. That's great. Little, sort of yeah. that. What would your there. story be? Well, I think I have actually reached the age where I can kind of pull off like a young dad. Absolutely. Like a cool dad. So I'll be like a friend or like maybe like a uh, – I think I'm – I don't think I look too like too much like a bad dad. No, you could But dad. I would love to play a bad dad. Do you know who you could be? You could be like the cool art teacher at the high school mm. that helps like some of the kids when they're having like issues – yeah, I could you know? be a friend teacher. You know what friend I mean? Friend like, teacher. You, you've overestimated hey, the um, casting budget of Neighbours there because they, that art teacher would also be one of the dads. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So what <laughs> I'm not bringing in a yeah. whole other would, actor. No, I would be like a friend teacher but then I would get into trouble because I would try what I thought help a student. Yeah. They basically write in this the uh, sort this of the, good. the loose plot of um, Dead Poet Society. So I would encourage yep. a student to to be in a play and then that student would like get really hurt from being in that play or dad would like ban them from school or move them from away. From doing theatre, yeah. And then I would be like, I've failed you. No, that's good. And then that's I'd really have to be good. fired or That's long like that. enough. Like that's a good chunky role. Mm. Yeah. I mean, 
maybe if you're like the brother of one of the dads, yeah, so you're yeah, like yeah. an uncle of another character. That way they, yeah, can, yeah, yeah. They, that way they can get you into. They can give utilize you for. They call me uncle vibes. A, <laughs> they don't want to have you come in. <laughs> they don't want to have you come in for a, for a full day and not be shooting the entire day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So they need you I'll, in the other scenes. They want. Well. They need me to be exhausted by the end of the day. <laughs> I had a dream storyline on Neighbours, but they weren't ready for it yet. Like mm. I just knew when I was back in the day. In high school or even my early 20s, I was like I could play a high school student. Mm-hmm. Like, right, like fat, teased high school student, but then the cool popular boy kind of falls for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, um, good. But his like Margot Robbie girlfriend, mm. um, it was like why are you like, and I don't know what my name was. What would my name be? Some sort of cool neighbor's Greta. name. Greta. Greta. There you go, done. Lock it in right yeah. down. Keep going. <laughs> And um, they'd be like, why are you hanging out so much with Greta? I'd be like, I don't even know. She's such a loser. But then we pash yeah, great. and he falls in love with me. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I see when you Is that a real that? story? No, that's what I wanted when I was 18. Yeah, There's nice. lots of writings probably. Well, yeah. because I was like, I'm really talented, but I can't do um, Neighbours because I don't look like Margot Robbie. And even like, uh, or, or and I didn't look like, what was her name? Caitlin Didge. Didn't look like Didge. I had a big crush on Didge. You had such a big crush on Didge. When I lived with Zach. I love Didge. 2010. <laughs> love Didge. Was primo Zach having a crush on Didge Didge started time. doing Melbourne theatre. Like Didge was a big part of the Melbourne theatre scene. I'm like, you know, there's a chance here with Didge. <laughs> Zach wanted Didge. I was Sorry, in love man. with Didge. Anyway, now I think I'm part, like I would have to wait to be on Neighbours. I'd need to wait another 10 to 15 years. Yeah, right. Because I don't oh. think I can I don't think I can pull off cool mum. Like I don't think I could pull off a mum. I certainly can't pull off a high school student. You could do a, an older sister. Yeah, like mid-20s. Mid-20s. I reckon you're a bad guy. I think oh, really? So, yeah. I oh, think I'd love to be a villain. underestimating the soap opera how young they'll cast a parent. Yeah, it's true. Do you think I'm more likely to pass as a parent or as a high school student? They cast students. like neighbor. Oh, I think you're the parent of a bully. I think you're the oh. mean parent of a mean kid. Oh, I love this. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. I think that that's that's what we're looking at. That's great. And I think you probably die in a car crash. And then we all do it eventually. And the mean kid gets real sad, and they the the good kids end up bonding with the mean kid. I like that. Oh, that's a good storyline. Pitch it. Pitch it to the neighbors, people. I think I just did because they're listening. They are definitely listening. listening. I I would. um, That's amazing. That's so good. Yeah. I'm an excellent writer, guys. I knew someone. Hire me. <laughs> I knew someone who. Um, I knew someone, someone listening to this podcast is like, I think I will. Yeah, I think Come I will. on, Neighbours. My God. <laughs> neighbours is all right. Summer Bay, I'm not into. I'm not into the Summer Bay. I could never get into been, Summer Bay. Never will be. Are you not a beach boy? Uh, no, I was. Well, back in the day, I was a country practice kid. Oh, wow. oh country practice, yeah. Oh, wow. Did yeah. you ever get into McLeod's Daughters? The Wombat. Nah, nah. Okay, just country practice. I kind practice. of got into like the first five episodes. I was a of country always practice greener. kid. <laughs> I love that. Always, always greener. greener. Yeah. yeah, I remember always. That was. But the, then I was like, nah. I that was after that. Um, Sea Change. That was the yeah. every sea network change. trying to get their Sea Change. Mm. Loved the Sea Change. Mum um, loved the Sea Change. So I watched a bit. Do of you know? Stuff. I really liked. I really loved an All Saints. Never got into All Saints. Never was lucky enough to get on that. Uh, to what? To, we shot like a, this weird. This was a long time ago. We set, shot this weird pilot for a sketch show mm. uh, in the All Saints set. Oh, that's great! I, I remember. I think Broden was on that, and he would yeah, tell yeah, stories yeah. about the um, the props. If it, you guys found a props room that was just full of like fake robot babies. Yeah, it was sick. 
<laughs> I, I, uh, Such a weird experience, that one, because, I mean, it was never, ever going to get made. I feel like they were just, like, letting us – they do what sometimes in uh, in Chicago, it's, it's a, ad agencies would pay improvisers to just, like, improv, and they would just copy. Mm. They would just copy that and turn them into ads. That is amazing. And that's crazy. Um, I felt like that's what they were doing for other shows for us. I am um, – I think – I think of all the wrongs in the world because there's a lot of wrongs and I think we're in a really dark period of history. Mm. We're the darkest timeline. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I think, you know, you know they, they, I've heard once, I've heard it said that history doesn't repeat but it does rhyme and I think if you look at the flows and ebbs of history, we're about to go into a very dark period of mm. human history mm. and I think the darkest thing is that somewhere in this last few decades people have convinced ad copywriters that they can do cop- comedy. Mm. That's the worst thing that's happening yeah, in this I world. Agree. It's just like to to the same uh, extent, mm. people have convinced uh, game writers that they're funny, like writers in computer games. Oh yeah. Oh, is that a thing? Yeah, oh, they yeah. love to think that they're funny, and I am yet to really find a. Oh, <coughs> it's not entirely true. There are some exceptions. Like Disco Elysium is quite funny. How do you and do? And a beautiful <coughs> novel, you, like basically novel of a game, but. It, for the most part, they all suck. How do you do comedy in a game? Because I loved Monkey Island growing up mm. and that works because mm. it's written so you can kind of set the rhythm. But I feel like in gaming now, like rhythm is so hard to set. It's because it's all just written. I mean, computer game writers, I looked into it and it's such a nebulous pathway to get into game writing. Mm. It's mainly just people that were there or run the yeah, company. Like, I'm yeah. going to write this game. I'm going to write it. So it's all just like nerds or bosses who people laugh at in the meetings. And they're like, I'm funny because people have to laugh at my shitty jokes in meetings. Mm. And now I'm doing this. That'd be a very and, funny show. Yeah. Following that person. Oh, man. Be, yeah. That's it's very funny. Copywriters. It's the same with like, it's like the funny guy in the ad writing world. Mm. And then they're just like, oh, I'll do a job. It's like they don't – but the thing with that, it's like – Some it's, some really good games, sorry to interrupt, do employ actual writers and it shows mm. in specific in, – Because in they would games. have – they have different levels of writers in gaming, don't they? Like they have the story rep but then really also they'll have someone company. write like little the little quips or the yeah, little yeah, throwaways. Yeah. And but they – I'm yet to have seen a computer game that will – sure, they get like TV, some TV writers to write some and it, and it really – that investment pays off. What's a game that's got good writing? Uh, like, well, the the easy one to go to off the top of my head is um, uh, fucking Last of, <laughs> Last, Last of Us, Us Two, which they did employ actual writers. Mm. I played The Last of Us Two. I've played like three games my whole life, and one of them was The Last of Us Two, and it totally shows. Like the the it's the, fi- it was phenomenal. But the big mistake I made was that was the first Last of Us was the first game I ever played ever. Yeah, mm. you needed to so be that like, and then wow. I played The Last of Us Two, and I was like. That is, this gaming is the best thing yeah. ever. And then I went to my friend Mark and was like, can you please, can I borrow some games? He was like, absolutely. And they were awful in comparison. Yeah. And I was like, well, I can't. So now I'm literally just waiting another three or four years until they release Last of Us 3, which they are. There are some, like, there are obviously exceptions. Don't at me. Don't even, if, you are, if your fingers are moving to that fucking comment They've already section, added you from the, the spoiler warning moment. Yeah. yeah. If you're, you're already going to the comment section to say, Ben, what about this game? I don't fucking care about your opinion. 
I don't care. Um, I'd just like to make it really clear that I care about your opinion. I am building my career and want you all to love me deeply. So if um, Ben is mean to you, come slide into my DMs and I'll talk you through it. I don't care about a game that <laughs> I should try. I'm uh, There's exceptions. I'm talking genu- generally. generally. So please don't. The thing about gaming, it's early. I'm grumpy. <laughs> the thing about gaming as well, I think, is that it it's still in its infancy. I remember I listened to an architecture podcast about gaming. It was very interesting, and like basically, like it was a podcast where they talk about the ideas of architecture, but they apply it to other things. Mm. And um, and they were talking about gaming, and they were talking about the fact that. As an art form, mm. it's still so deeply in its infancy. And that the comparison they made, which I thought was really cool, was they talked about how in the early days of film, it wasn't much more than live theatre being yeah. captured. Mm-hmm. And they said this gaming is in a in a phase right now where it's not it's really not that different to being an interactive film. Yeah. And the actual specifics are like the the like that there was a lot of Russians in like the twenties that started to really go, this is what film is, yeah. that's only just starting to happen And it's now. it's interesting mm. because I would say yes, but only in the story side of things. Yeah. And the sit, like telling stories. In the game mechanics, it is, you know, come miles away and it, it's really grown quite fast and matured and there are some great games to play. Mm. But in terms of the stories that they're telling, I think at, the, at this time there are some they're getting better they're well, getting it's better even a, it's even a question of like but is, i think also the story like is story really like cuz it's like games yes are like films and tv but they're also like architectural sculpture in that they're like three dimensional artworks that mm. you i would you yeah, interact with absolutely you can there's they're sort of a a 4d type plane you can go so many different directions and and part of the reason why um, The Last of Us 2 is so good is because it it puts you into this – it forces you into these different points mm. of views and um, and tells a story that a movie can't tell. Yeah, that's right. Um, which I think – you know, I, mm. I think at the moment that is the sort of the, the height of 100%. what it can pos- – the possibilities that it can do with story. Mm. Um so, uh, do you it, predict that there'll be more games that come out similar? I, I hope so. I think it, to do that first, I think the 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 population of people that play games also have to develop and grow. At this point, they're still going. We want this to be considered an art, but are still very much uh, in arrested development in terms of, mm. um, you know, their generally general hatred towards women or anyone different. That, yeah, that's not a fucking. Lonely. Well, you look at the reaction up. to Last of Us Dumb too. Cunt. Yeah, it's like we want it to be treated like an art. It was like, well, here's some complex choices. Here's, some, oh, yeah. you don't do that to a bad, the main guy. Yeah, like, they're all they're, they're still. <laughs> all right. There's this Sorry. weird entitlement for games that if you're a gamer, then you have some power mm. over the stories. But just like in Star Wars, we they don't know that they they should never be in charge of the story yeah. because their ideas are awful. And if they were any good, they would be writing the stories, but they're not. Yeah. Mm. They'll just continue to make, you know, their games are uh, Renpy games, like visual novels of, uh, you know, it's the thing with Star- tentacle sex. It's the thing tentacle with, sex. It's the thing with Star Wars, isn't it? Like, 
with uh, I had a moment because I, I I mean I'm, I'm a casual fan of Star Wars and in a very real sense I'm a fan of Star Wars in the sense that I'm a fan of films and TV mm. right. And I watched a bit of The Mandalorian and I liked it. I, yeah, I, I liked The Mandalorian. It was too. like funny because I remember talking to a friend where I was like, it feels strangely claustrophobic before I knew how they filmed it. I'm like, mm. oh, because they're all in a room. It's and just, Johnny Legs was in The Mandalorian. We, so, so we're we still slightly was he? on topic. Yeah, yeah. He, he, did a, a, he did a little cheeky Easter egg. One-eyed little monster. Yeah, they, oh, he wasn't announced at all and then all of a sudden he just showed up. We he was like, by smart, the way, that was me. If we were smart, we would have recorded that episode the day, like the week. I really out. liked The Mandalorian. I did too. And I think it's the first Star Wars since Empire that has been any good. It because there's two. I have things. not seen any Star Wars films. That's fair. Yeah, that's Except fine. the Don't. one with the small boy. There are two oh. great films, two solid films. Yeah, the first one and Empire. Yeah, and then the the third one is you know it's not it's not bad. It's just the first the first one that repeats itself. In a long history of a series that continuously eats itself. Just so, and that's and this is what I think the thing, right? This is what I realized. There's two things that, with the Mandalorian that like made me go, oh, okay. One, and I won't go on too long, Mish, because mm-hmm. if we're alienating our co-hosts, then we have gone too far. Yeah. <laughs> She's looking at her phone. It's one thing to alienate our audience, but or your guest, <laughs> or your but to guest. alienate a co-host. To be fair, I was looking at my phone to make sure that we still had plenty of time to continue talking about Star about Wars. About Ice Age. Yeah, we're talking about Ice Age. We've got to get to Ice Age. Yeah, we will. But but the thing I really loved about the Mandalorian, I think I've offended pretty much everyone that listens <laughs> to this podcast here. Is two is two. There's two things. One was it 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 was considered like it's like. It was, you know, fans talk about you need to know the world, et cetera, et cetera. It's like you also need to know, like, the trajectory of the world. Like, it, it, it like, at the end of the f- sixth film, call mm. it that, um, but the third, like, the end of, you know, the, the, the empire is destroyed, there's a new sort of thing and then, you know, basically the baddies are destroyed, the, the good guys have won mm. and then in the... Seventh film, the J.J. Abrams one, suddenly like they're all, like it's the same aesthetic. It's a lot like Ice Age 3 in the fact that nothing Thank you, matters. Ben. Like, <laughs> like yeah, every, It's like, oh, you know, remember this? Remember Ice Age 1 and Ice Age 2? Nah, we're starting again. So what you liked about Star Wars was that the baddies looked like fancy big budget Nazis. The goodies were like rebel fighters. Mm. So we're just going to do that again. But it doesn't make sense because that's not the power dynamic anymore. Yeah. Mm. It's also... It was a story about Vietnam. It's a different world. Like, yeah. you know, and anyway, it was a story about Vietnam. In a lot of ways. Like, it's about rebel fighters. It's about empires coming in. In a lot of ways. That's too, that's too big of a thing to that, that, that path. I want to go down that path, Mish. I've not seen it. So I've not, and I've never heard that. But it's, 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 it's in a lot. It's, watch the first two. I need to, yeah. You don't need to. They're, no, I want, no, they I are want to. Classic films. I want to because it comes up so often. And I do. I end up just sitting here, just kind Num- of looking uh, like, like a big fuck. One of uh, the, the, the A New Hope and Empire are just great. Amazing films, especially for the time that they were made. For a ride, like the things like, that they do is are just incredible. And what I would say is, you do need to, like you do it. They are canon. They're an important part of storytelling and filmmaking. And those, those stories and these two stories are basically just repetitions. Yeah. They're, so every other Star Wars story is a derivative from these two. Yep. Okay. Stories. Yeah. Um, except for you could say uh, the prequels. Which, yes, have huge problems, but at the same time they told a they different they story. They're, they're, they're new and they're interesting. I think there's 
a lot of people. Anyway, yeah, I agree. But this is what I was just going to say. I was just saying this one thing. They're not good movies. No. But they're interesting. Mm. The Mandalorian, the power dynamics are right. The bad mm. guys are like un- now underground and it's about the insidiousness of when you push um, the bad guys out of public view, how yeah. they grow and infiltrate society. Mm-hmm. It's much more reflective of today. Yeah. It's much more reflective of where the series left off. It's new. So I really like that. Yeah. And it's like I wish that that's the world that we'd started the new pre- trilogies in. The other thing is I feel like it reference, references Westerns. Yeah. I feel like it references cinema other than Star Wars. But Star Wars is samurai and Western film. Absolutely. And I think this is the big problem, right? First two Star Wars films are referencing other films. They're referencing Saturday Night – Saturday Serials. They're referencing Westerns. They're hugely referencing like Kurosawa and yeah. samurai films. And then and – then, but then every other one is just referencing Star Wars. Yeah. Like all the – and the fans, they're like, oh, that's not how Star Wars works. It's like you can't just – if you're only referencing two films, mm. it just becomes mm. – And I watched uh, Red Letter Media. What for? Trust me, I reckon there's a couple of fans that yeah. like this. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> mad at all. I'm listening. No, I, I just, just I literally – not... <laughs> The guys at Red, feel bad. Uh, uh, Red Letter Media did a wonderful review on the new Ghostbusters film. And, uh, the most recent one that's yeah, come out, or yeah, yeah. and um, they made a really good point that really struck home to me is that um, those there's no iconic technology today. You know what I mean? There's no iconic thing. Where's our DeLorean? Where's mm. our modern day lightsaber? Where's our modern day Ecto One? There is none of that. Everything now is rehashes of that. But instead of the technology serving the story, the story serves the technology. Mm. And it's been – it's. Yeah. I, I was like, fuck. That's yeah. a, a incredibly like – Very astute. Astute point. It's this thing I think we keep going. Like it used to be you'd go, I want to make my Alien or I want to make my Star Wars. Like, mm. like filmmakers would think that. And now they're just like, I'm going to do one, one – I'm going to do that. <laughs> That's – it's the way I'm going to make a movie yeah. is I'm going to make literally my alien film mm. and it will be a called an alien film rather mm. than like. And just like Hollywood is creatively bankrupt, the Ice Age 4 good <laughs> movie Very good, is ben creatively good. bankrupt and recycling just like Star Wars does the same story mm. over and over again, which brings us to Ice Age 4 Continental. Shall, I, shall I do my little bio? Yes, please. Can I just say? That I wasn't mad at either of you for go- for having chats about that. The amount of times I've gone on rants about like reality television or my tits, and you you're cool with it. No, yeah, so, I get that mission. It wasn't that you were doing anything. I will, Star Wars, cool with- Star Wars to you is my tits to me. I would just like to tell I'll always always be cool with uh, talking about tits. Okay. I love, yeah, I love talking about tits. Yeah. Well, you, uh, pre- did you have any thoughts on tits? We've run out of time because we spent so long talking about the Mandalorian. Fuck. Um, but I think that's what, I tell you I what, with Ace, that's Ice one of the Age greatest five. crimes uh, I've ever committed. <laughs> that's, it, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's history repeat. I've itself. offended myself. <laughs> uh, Ice Age Five. When we come to Ice Age Five in a few months, mark my words, we will spend a good solid thirty minutes and thirty-seven Great. seconds talking about tits. Thank yeah, you, Mish. Thank you, uh, and. Uh, I, I, that's a wonderful thing for you to say. Uh, it wasn't that I felt that I was upsetting you. I just, it's something confronting when you do a podcast 
that's as selfish as this one. Mm. Um, and but as- podcast podcasts are a self indulgent exercise. In oh, fact, yeah. comedy in general is self indulgence. I believe mm. you said that to me one time. Did I? Yeah. Mm. Oh, great. What have I said to you that you remember? Check out my tits. (laughs) (laughs) And that really struck with me. Uh, I've never forgotten. (laughs) Yeah, I've never forgotten. I say to continental. Oh, well, why are you drift. doing it? Yeah, I just thought I'd jump in. Oh, sometimes well, that was you so do a segue, cash. sometimes you just jump in. That I was tried so really cash. hard. You to did a great segue. Do you know how hard it is? The segue. Do you know how hard it is to mark a, an ad point in the middle if you just go into it without the segue? Like if you go, okay, I'm doing. We're, we're well past the ad. Yeah, point. the ad point's already been. In they gone. say to do the ad point at fifteen, no later than fifteen. I find it whenever that I I've been doing it before the blurb. That's where I put in the ad. Okay. No, I think that that we just that segue. And then the ad point, and yeah. then this. We right. can do a little like cut to ad if you want. You want to do a cut to ad now? Well, now it's too late. Yeah, it's too late now. Acast yeah. told us you got to do it in the first fifteen minutes. Why? Because that's where the money is, baby. That's why we're not oh. making any money. That and the three listeners. <laughs> yeah, it's like hold on a second. My placing that's the ad true. before the blurb is not why we're not making People money. People do talk, come up to me on the street and they say, Ben. I love your work on Ice Age the podcast. I'm so do sure. Do they really? No. <laughs> but they do in my streams. They come in and say, We, yeah, we yeah. love you on yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's nice. Love the pod. Thanks. It'd be nice if they came to us and said the same thing. Well, we don't have streams. We don't <laughs> have a true. line of community. One day. If you are a listener to this, come over to twitch.tv slash bond member and say, I love Zach and Mish's podcast, even if you don't like this episode. Don't tell me that you don't like this episode. I don't want to. I don't want to know. Yeah. I just want to know if you listen to and love Zach and Mish's Legazama Rama. Yeah, good, good. It's been on seven times. You still can't say the name of our show. <laughs> we did. No, that's not on you. That's on <laughs> us calling your show Legazama Rama. Yeah. <laughs> but our most regular guest. I remember when we first pitched it. We pitched it to someone, and they were just like, "Ah, oh, yeah, cool." Oh, <laughs> we should have taken that as a warning sign. Okay. I think I say it right. No, you did. You yeah, did. you did. You did good. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah. Go, so, Zach. Yeah. Ice Age Continental Drift yep. is the fourth film in the Ice Age series. Released in 2012, 10 years after the first Ice Age film, this continues the crazy adventures of the ever-growing ensemble cast as they go on wacky as they go on a wacky adventure loosely based on plate tectonics, the generally accepted scientific theory that considers the Earth's lithosphere to comprise of a number of large tectonic plates which have been slowly moving since about 3.4 billion years ago. Mm. That's right. When Scrat, in a role that is slowly evolving from goofy comic relief to godlike figure that sets all world world events into motion, goes to the centre of the earth to get a yummy acorn, he accidentally sets in motion the continental drift of the title. But instead of it taking a billion plus years, it happens very suddenly. So now the ensemble, at this point comprised of the main characters of the first Ice Age 
their lady counterparts. Opossums played by Sean William Scott and the guy who played the troubled bully in 2004 psychological drama Mean Creek, as well as about six other wacky animals. They're all separated and have to go to each other to each other's fast-moving continents. So they commandeer an iceberg that is also a full <laughs> pirate ship run by a gorilla played from the guy, by the guy from the station agent. Then I don't know, shit happens. Then I wrote John is and then I stopped. <laughs> I'm fucking done. <laughs> I'm fucking done. John is... Sid. Uh, do, Sid, he's Sid. in it. Sid is, does a little dancey. His granny is around this time, played by Wanda Sykes. I yeah. would place a hefty amount of money on the Ice Age people went to John and said, we're making a fourth one. And John said, I will give you two days. And they went, fuck, because there's not a lot of Sid in this one. There's not no, a lot of anyone lot of in, this in this one. one. No, there's not a lot of anyone. Oh, look, there's a lot of Manny the Mammoth. Dennis Leary, he's about a bit. Yeah, but Dennis Leary is a one take. I guarantee. 100%. He just walks in with a ciggy hanging out of his mouth. He's like, now. Oh, fuck. Not the iceberg. And uh, J-Lo is uh, the sexy saber tooth. Yeah. So we've had sexy sexy sloths. We've had sexy mammoths. Yeah. This time around we have sexy saber tooths. I love – what I love about this series is one thing I'm I'm a big fan of is this sort of like, you know, collecting in amber of whoever's famous or whoever's just – like pass their fame enough to do mm-hmm. a cartoon voiceover job um, uh, in any year and then they collect in amber and then they become a part of the series ongoing. Yeah, Josh yeah. Gad, rip. Yep. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, the idea that it's like, all right, we've got Sean William Scott now <laughs> for the rest of the series. Nicki Minaj is here. What should we put her yeah. in? We'll just chuck, make her one of the mammoths. All right. They kept making them. I think if, if Disney God. hadn't have bought 20th Century Fox, you would have had, um, you know, in 30 years a, a series with – maybe 40 main characters, mm. uh, three like each in like collections of about who was famous every two years of the last 20. Yeah. My favourite part of this movie is where the characters just say their subtext. Oh. They just say it. <laughs> like when uh, the daughter, uh, when the first continental drift happens. And it happens quick. Like we're just like, it's, it's just like... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just very quickly, Manny the Mammoth, who we've been following since the first. An overprotective yeah. father. Yes. Yeah. Ray Peaches the baby has mammoth learned, is now a teenager. Has not learned any of the lessons learned. None. Has learned. <laughs> yeah. The, all the fucking morals we get to at the end of each other episode, each other fucking film. Mm-hmm. Manny has taken none of them on. None of on board. There was absolutely no growth in his character whatsoever. None whatsoever. <laughs> he now has. He has now recreated the family he had lost at yep. the start of the first one. Yeah, and he treats them all like shit. Yeah, and his dead still... family don't even exist <laughs> yeah. to him anymore. He has moved on. He is like a divorced father with his new family. And he's got kids out there. Yeah. But he's like, sorry. That would be, be a great that would be a great like um you know, we've done a lot of external drama. We've done a lot of the drama of, you know, ex- I would love an Ice Age film where it just goes internal and mm. it's all about him, like his guilt around the fact that he has just built a new life for himself. Yeah, and- yeah there are no human. Has anyone noticed that there have been no humans at all? Oh, they're anymore? fucking down with the people. Yeah, the people were in the first, yeah. first film. They're gone now. And they've yeah. not thought of, they don't talk about them ever. Like, no. remember those weird two legged animals we saw that time? Yeah. That never brought up again. Never. Just done. Done. Just done. But Johnny Legs isn't in this one so much. No, I know. Uh, but I will say the, the one, one smile. So yeah. I will say that this movie, 
had me smiling on two occasions. Mm-hmm. So, and by smiling, I mean like not even close to laughing, but like, huh. Mm. Like that kind of sound came escaped my lips. Mm-hmm. He ate a berry that made him. That was an uh, entertaining. Part. That was funny. Yeah. So he ate it. He was told, "Don't eat that berry because you'll be paralyzed." Mm-hmm. And he was just like, "I'm gonna eat it anyway." And then slowly, his entire little sloth body became yeah, paralyzed. And then they and used it, him as a weapon. Yeah, and that yeah. was funny. The second one was this weird sirens scene mm. where they see these sirens. So everyone knows the history of sirens. That's the other thing I, I mentioned before we started recording that I just oh. want to say on record is the first film tries to pretend that it is somewhat educational about the Ice Age period. Mm-hmm. By this film... Look, it's no dinosaur, the movie no. 3D. Yeah. No, Another absolutely not. John absolutely not. But there is an element of we're going to teach you a tiny bit about the animals that were around at that pe- that time. There was an yeah. Ice Age. There was an Ice Age. By this film, it's... It, there is it, none of it is historically accurate. Yeah, you got kangaroos, you got gorillas, you got adam- you got modern day animals. Mm. And and I think as well that that I I've been complaining since the start about like contemporary references. You know, like the the from the start that there's like references that you know. Uh, like they'll talk about, you know, uh, breakfast or, you mm. know, and it's like, well, how did they come up with breakfast? Because breakfast is a relative, it's only a 500-year-old concept yet mm. suddenly. Um, this film, the way it borrows from human history and the way the animals know about it, the way the animal mm. is is unparalleled, mm. you know, like there's one thing to do a contemporary reference. There's another thing for them to know what a pirate is and to know the 19th, the 20th century interpretation of an 18th century pirate mm. and to understand that the gorilla commandeering an, an iceberg is that. Yeah. They say this man is a pirate. This gorilla man mm. is a pirate. Yeah. That's, that's – I can't get past that. The fact that, that a mammoth yeah. would even have the ability to um, comprehend that kind well, of situation. All the animals share the same language. Yeah, and that language is English, but different accents. <laughs> yeah, but the the, 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 the English yeah, they all do have different accents. They but the English, the English is fine. It's the it's the the, the, the you know it maybe there's like a word in Ice Age mm. animal for like pirate. for pirate, and mm. this is a a rough translation for the st- yeah, like it's dubbed. Mm. But there's like references to pirates. I'm like, this is a 20th century vision of a pirate. How do they know that? Mm. Yeah. Is, is, is that what's happened here? I don't know. It was Peter Dinklage though and I enjoyed that. Love yeah, Peter, Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. I yeah, will say, really, so Johnny really Legs actor. is, we've said in previous episodes where we've done um, animation that personally I get really pissy when animation casts just famous actors to say that we had a famous actor doing that when they're not oh, good voice artists. Oh, they do this a lot. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. But I will say because I want to try and, try and inject a little bit of positivity, right? Johnny Legs is a fucking phenomenal voice actor. I really enjoy Queen Latifah. I think Queen Latifah Queen Latifah is a great voice actor. Is a great voice actor. Yeah. I, I really think that like she smashes the role of Manny's wife, mm. Ellie. Um, I really enjoy her work. I will say, however, what did Ben get to watch then? Hi, Kieran. <laughs> what did Ben get to watch? Then? Karen, I say, Karen what really, did Ben get to watch? We've made him watch every single Ice Age, so he's not one to be jealous of. I, that, that is a good series. It's no, a it's not. Video. No, it's not. It's not good. That was Karen Wheatley from Comedy Republic who has very kindly lent us his space to record the podcasts. Uh, he's very he's mad because off. he's mad because a few weeks back well, we months, made him. Months. 
Huh? Few months back. Few mu- <coughs> I'm trying months. to keep track of we're banking him, and <laughs> yeah. I'm trying yeah. to keep track of when these. Few months are back, out we made him it's... watch a really full-on art house 1989, 92, 92 film. Uh, very, very odd. You know Todd Hayes. You know Carol. You know Carol. The with, movie. Um, yeah, the movie Carol. With, That's a great movie. It's a beautiful movie. So the first feature-length film of that director when he was still. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we I thought it was a really interesting film. I yeah. thought Kyron would get behind it. He's more of a Carol guy rather than the first yeah. film by the guy. And also, right before we recorded the episode with Kyron, we recorded Romeo and Juliet with yeah. Zoe Coombs Ma, and he was upset because Romeo and Juliet's one of his favorite movies. Yeah, and he was talking about Romeo and Juliet the whole time. And we're yeah, like, that was a great film, and not just because it has two of the hottest women <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, uh, well, Kate Blanchett yeah. and Rooney, Rooney Mara. Rooney Mara. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. Nice. Sex scene. It's Not very just beautiful. for that reason. It's, it's actually <laughs> it's quite the, a beautiful it's film. 16 millimeter. Yeah. I, you, millimeter. You'll come for the two of the hottest women on the planet, but you'll stay for the great story. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I remember watching that film. I was like, that's the reason why I watched it. And I was like, I was fucking in by the end of it. I was like, she's, she's going back to her. Yes. (laughs) Love. Love prevails, love wins. <laughs> what a hot couple. Oh, God. Like, I've not seen the movie. I really want to, but they're, they're a couple in the film. But like a, it's, 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 it's it a forbidden love. Yeah, it's a forbidden love. Mm. Oh. It's really good. It's a and it's a, a story film. that's not, I don't really, you don't really, oh, no. personally, I don't really no. see a lot of stories like that and it's nice to see. Mm. That's beautiful, it's a man. beautiful, beautiful film. We've talked talking about Carol a lot on this podcast for a mm. film that doesn't star John Leguizamo. <laughs> yeah, well, we did, did just talk about Star Wars for half an hour. Fucking half an hour. Yeah, yeah. we did. But I guess we could talk about Ice Age fucking four. Yeah. Do you, how did you feel it compared to the other three? I thought the, I mean, the animation always gets better. Mm-hmm. I really like the wet look yeah. that they had. Yes, they do have a wet, have wet a hair. Wet and the water, just the water generally mm-hmm. was very, that that opening when it comes through, I was like, wow, it has really come leaps and bounds. And they were years. showing off in that opening. They yeah. were like, look what we can do now. Like, Thank you, Pixar, for yeah. your innovation. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want to dismiss the work of the artist because genuinely very talented people work mm. on this film, clearly. It, it still suffers. From, and actually, to be honest, the third one did not suffer from this because it wasn't really set around the ice. Mm. This one's very ice heavy, and as a result, has a very similar palette throughout. And this was an ice heavy of the four films we've yeah. watched. One of the ice heavy um, ones. It's got this. If I could just jump to a bit of the plot, it's got this Please. very unsuccessful subplot of, of the rebellious daughter, yeah. and the friends, which is a, such a derivative plot that you know exactly what's going to happen the moment it sets up and says this is happening. Yeah. Also, the strange she that daughter is, I think, the strangest example. We've talked a lot about the lady animals, yeah. and how this series, its character design is relatively like only you know like a slightly anthropomorphized version of the animal is the mm. male version. Yeah. And then it's that in the first film that with breasts. Yeah. And then from <laughs> then on that with a lady hairdo. Yeah. Yeah. And she is the clearest example. It is literally just a mammoth. With with just a ponytail, I think. Yeah. Just mm. literally just girl hair on top of a man. Yeah, but Manny's wife, Ellie, has like a curve of tits. 
She does. Yeah. Tip curve. Just tip a curve. slight. Yeah. So you've got Not Manny. as full on as the sloth titties from the first Yeah, movie. they toned her down. Yeah. Whoever Manny, designed that, I wish I was in that room. Very horny. Yes. Yeah, very so horny. horny. Manny looks like a mammoth. Yes. Yeah. For he is man. Yeah. Mm. And then the woman characters yeah. are mammoth with slight curve of breast for mother woman. Yeah. And a lady hairdo. And you know what yeah. that's called? That's called the patriarchy. <laughs> Because that is suddenly, subtly applying to kids yeah. that men are normal and the women are the ones that are different. Anyone who says to me or suggests to me that the patriarchy isn't a thing anymore, I would say to them that they need to watch the Ice Age franchise. Are these or the same no, people that say a... that we're in a post-race society yeah. or yeah, some shit? Like, and also, wake up. <laughs> and also, I mean, the thing about that as well is, is it also demonstrates how long the patriarchy has been around. You can't yeah. just it's get been around of, since the yeah. Ice Age. You can't just get rid of something that's so ingrained in our very, <laughs> like, it's at the core Back of society. Back to the mammoths. Yeah. yeah. Mammoths had well, the semiotics of femininity and, placed yeah. upon the human form. Are we in agreement as well that her best friend, the mole, had a crush on her? Oh, yeah. There was yeah, a yeah, whole yeah. 16 Candles thing. And yeah. I couldn't get past the whole time. So there was a bit of a 16 Candles mm. plot where a little tiny mole was in love with this quite large Tiny mole. Mammoth. Like yeah, the size mole. of this mole's foot. And the whole I mean, time I'm thinking, foot, how foot. do they fuck? I thought the yeah. whole time. Because he's he, thinking about it all. 100%. Oh, he's in that jerking scene, in his little mole. Absolutely. Mole. In that scene where it's first very apparent that he has a crush on her when she's yeah. checking out the teenage boy mammoth. Yeah. And he's just making these eyes at her and being like, oh, yeah, I suppose. Uh, all I could think was like, how are you going to fuck her? Yeah. Like, like, did we think about that? And that's fine. But just I mean, what's the- I think if the roles were reversed – and it was male mammoth dick and mole vagina, that might be a bit harder. This is just kind of like, you know. It's, He's going to have to call up in mammoth the vagina. vagina and mole penis. He could probably he could use some of his maybe his. Yeah, he like, could, he could just get tw- up in there, use his digging claws, yeah. dig up in there. Yeah, find, find that find mammoth G spot. Find the M spot. <laughs> just jump up and down. Yeah. But is that pleasant? For, for I, her, yes. Yeah, I mean, have you ever heard a mole... Tickle your G-spot? Yeah, yeah, it's a big crush on her. I'm sure that it would be beautifully romantic for him to crawl up inside her anus. Yeah, anus I think or that's a, I think that's a, I think that's a, you know, uh, you know. Or vajun. I'm or not vajun. saying that everyone likes to make eye contact all the time, but I think mm. to be fully enveloped. But you do. Within, you like to. Within the, Really stare. Just really. <laughs> You're just, a starer. <laughs> I'm saying, all I'm saying is oh. to be inside <laughs> a creature is not a particularly... Sexual to be entirely enveloped by the human form yeah. mm. is not particularly sexual. Well, but not, that's you. Not to you. Not to you. Not I don't guarantee this. Are you, you kink shaming this mole? Yes. If oh. you can dream it, there's someone out there that jerks off to it. Yeah, that fascinates me too. Is that like there are there are people that genuinely find pretty much anything. Yeah. There would genuinely be someone. There's someone. Who's do you think anyone's jerked? Age. Do you yeah. think anyone's jerked off to Leguizamarama? Not to Leguizamarama. Oh. I Maybe. think they could be jerking off right now. If you're jerking yeah, off right now, just, to it. you have hashtag jerking off right now. You have my permission to yeah, come. Yeah, jerk away. Yeah, jerk away. But my question is, you're so you, big. <laughs> do you think how many people? How many people have jerked off and thought about a character from Ice Age? I reckon there's. I reckon it would the the results may surprise you. My. I reckon it would be up in the thousands. Oh, my really? most my yeah. most favorite thing that we ever did on this mm. podcast, mark my words, is we did an episode called Vanishing on Something Street. I've forgotten what it's mm. called. And 
one of us sparked the question of how many people do you think were having a fuck in Detroit, mm. Chicago, in Chicago, in Chicago at a specific time on a specific date. And we had a, a good handful, like I'm talking like 10 maybe to 20 listeners who did the maths and like sent through to us realistic s- like, sums like, on how many people would have been having a fuck. There's probably about 8 million people in Chicago. But you've got to take an account for age, so you've got to consider that under 18s, how many people are having sex, over 80, how many people are having mm. sex. People like broke it down. And when it I was lived the- in Chicago, that number would have been a lot higher. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, I love the old ladies. So if you, all if, the old ladies. <laughs> basically, I'm saying if you did those stats, I'd love to know what you think of people who've jerked off to an ice I don't film. think there is a – that's a much harder thing because it's an in the mind – it's a self-reporting. You've got a self-reporting issue, which is always the biggest uh, – the impediment when you're doing a scientific study. Mm. How many people think about an Ice Age character while jerking to it is very different to how many people would admit to thinking yes. about an Ice Age. I will say with absolute integrity, with absolute honesty, I have never and I don't anticipate But if you I had, would you be will. telling us right now? It, it, no, I wouldn't. But I want to uh, tell you I haven't. But if I had. I remember I worked for a, uh, did some work for a uh, television show on ABC that worked with statistics. Mm-hmm. And nice. we got a lot of statistics stuff. Mm. And the there was a discrepancy between people admitting that they look at pornography and people that admit to jerking off. So you're like, not everyone's got just using their imagination here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also what is considered pornography as well. That's quite nebulous. Well, yeah, because to some people, I say just porn. Yeah. I would – do you know my theory? Then people will not report that they jerk off to pornography. I would really, really hope – I hate to expose my partner like this. But I would really hope that if he was really into Ice Age, he'd Paul. be able to tell me. Do you know what I mean? It's hard to approach. Have you How created you a safe ex- uh, 100%. Environment? Our environment is so safe. I want you to go to him. Okay, Dressed I want you to as say, a mammoth. Sweetie, I just will let you know that if but you jerk off to Ice Age. I've told him this. I'm not going to. To Ice Age? But not Ice Age specifically. No, we're talking I've, specifically. I've, I've, asked him, yeah. um, I've asked him if he was a brony and he was, he's no, he's not a brony. I'm like, do you want me to dress up? As some sort of character view, no, no, I'm good. He, he's very honest. Yeah, but no, he. I, I've never asked him about Ice Age. Maybe that's maybe. I think you need to maybe if I say to him, "Do you really like Ice Age?" and yeah. he was like, "Yeah," and I'm he like, probably, but in a sexy way. I would have said two digits. I would have said under a hundred. Yeah. Jerked off to Ice Age, but the more we talk about bronies and furries, I go, yeah, I think it's. But I think bronies Ice Age are very, very quick to say it's not a sexual thing. Yeah, but it, it is. Absolutely. Of course, it is. Yes. Yeah. I mean, furries will try and tell you the similar thing, but it. Well, I think there are non-sexual furries. Yeah, there are. I know. I know a furry. Fun fact: I've got a friend who is a furry who's dating a very good friend of mine, and swear both of them swear to high heaven it is not a sexual thing. Yeah, well, they just like the one of them just likes to watch TV while dressed up as a mascot. Yeah, I don't believe them, and I never (laughs) will. And you can't actually. There's no point trying to change my mind because that's fair. Um, He's going to come back to bite you in twenty years. Um, really? When we're pro, when the, when the brony, when the furry, furries, yeah, yeah. furries are going to go. You're going to get you're going to get your. Sa- years, I'll be fifty. I don't. You're going to get your Saturday Night Live hosting gig, and you're going to get ready to. You're going to start prepping for it, and then someone's going to go, oh, 
and they're going to release this clip of you ba- ripping on to, into furries. Yeah, I don't think I'll give a shit by then. And also, it's, <laughs> I, I, yeah, furries are fun. Good for furries. Yeah, I'm happy for furries. Man. I am a genuinely happy for furries. I'm happy I for anyone who found too. their thing. I like, think I, yeah. would be, I'm happy for anyone who absolutely. was like who ha- like. At what point do you discover? Like, let's just say you do get off by putting on a mascot outfit. How did you discover that? Yeah, I like, think- I mean, I'm assuming it started off small. You had a teddy bear. You liked the feel of it. Then you started to like. You really enjoy Halloween and then before you know it, by putting on a mascot outfit, you're like the hardest you've ever been and you're really horny. I'm happy for you that you found yeah. that thing. I think it, I think it, uh, I agree. Mm. I, I respect it in the fact that it takes a lot of self-actualization, self-awareness. Self-awareness, like, big like time. This. I am this. I identify with this. That and I, And you've got the freedom and I respect your freedom to do it. Mm. But I also have a freedom to make fun of it because it is silly. Oh no! I, yeah, no, I, I agree. I just, I just don't. I think there would be non-sexual furries. There would be people that just enjoy it. Do you think there are people that watched Ice Age and got hard and then got yes. very confused? Yeah. yeah, I think sexuality is a very complex thing. The thing that I find fascinating about furries, right? Is Did I find the, the lady sloth sloth attractive? Hmm. Maybe a little bit. Like you clocked it a bit and went, "Oh, all right." Here's yeah. a question to all of you. Of all of the, the Ice of the tits. Age characters, of the tits. yeah. Sue me. Call the cops right now. Tell them to ring, call, ring, lock ring. me up. Yeah. And if Ben can admit that, you can admit that so you which jerk one off would to you Ice fuck? Age. The sloth. I'd fuck those sexy sloths in the first ones because they had big ass titties. Yeah. Of all the of all Ben's the characters man. in all the four <laughs> of all the characters. Well, also J Lo was quite sexy in the in the post credit scene when she did the dance. I was like, oh, that's a sexy. Which one was J Lo? The saber tooth tiger. The sexy I, one. I I didn't it if I I clocked. I said. If I was into, if I was a furry, I would consider that quite a sexy. But is it also because dancer. you knew it was voiced by J Lo? Perhaps, but they did make her qu- feminine. Yeah, there are thousands of people that have jerked off to Ice Age. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I can't believe that. I was like, that's. But there are people that probably, yeah, like their sexuality is defined. I by, reckon there's a, I reckon there's a few forum posts. Yeah. Do you know what I reckon? Here's where I'll say I reckon there are people that can only come to Ice Age. Now that's a low number. That's a yeah, very that's a low, low number. I'm talking because there's got to be other sexy animals from other early 2000s to 2016. I mean, there are so many animations people in the world. Yeah, so maybe you not only I mean? like there's what is there like eight billion people now? Mm. Mm. There's so that's. A ridiculous amount of and people. there's it's there's, hard for us to really fathom how much a billion is. Yeah, for sure. To begin with, I I can, but <laughs> eight billion people statistically, I think that the number of people that are jerk that that would jerk off. A, you've got to think about the distribution hmm. of the film and its long re- how reaching it is yeah. because yeah. you know we are in this sort of American. Society yeah. is of Australia. We're in we'll what you it. would call uh, the West, or you were, we're in yeah. the, the yeah yeah the we're in, we're colonials. Mm. Yes, colonialists shared a shared sort shared of little in history. the club of people that go around and steal shit from other people. But yes. although there Say probably would yes. be a few kind, of, you know, Ice Age with dubbing probably has did make inroads in countries other than yeah, absolutely. And know, I would say that Ice Age. I would be surprised if Ice Age wasn't in, uh, didn't uh, made it didn't make it past the Chinese censors and, mm. and was in China. It seems quite innocuous. It's, it doesn't go, um, you know, freedom is good or mm. it's, it talks about this one especially. 
goes into really starts to be like we're fast and furious now because it's all about family. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. There's a certain collectivist spirit to to Ice Age. Yeah. Um, so I think I think the CCP would probably say this is there's no big religious overtones in not it. Not at all. And not hard to change a few lines here and yeah. there. Wholesome, you know? inoffensive. Hmm. So I think that they, that could possibly be uh, a thing. So once you've got China, it's definitely got India. Those are two of the biggest populations on Earth. Mm-hmm. So I think that the number that we're talking about for people that have jerked off and people that can only jerk off may actually be quite a lot higher than what we think. I think I'm thinking maybe we've underestimated thousands. I think it could be, you know, upwards of tens of thousands. I don't maybe think there are. I do not think there are tens of thousands of people that can only jerk off to Ice Age. No, I think maybe not. only that's a niche. I reckon only, only is niche. an under 10k. I'm thinking only is under 100. I don't only, think it's under 100. Only is. Under I think 100. it's. I think it's under 10k, but within in the thousands. I would, but, I would be but I think people that have jerked but we're off saying someone that could be upwards of millions. I'm saying someone who millions. I, yeah. I, 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 I did. Oh, we've got two conversations. Maybe here. even hundreds of thousands. The only jerking yeah. off when when I say they can only jerk off to Ice Age. The point that Mish raised earlier is is key here. That means they can't jerk off to Roger Rabbit. Yeah. That means they can't jerk off Monst- to, Monsters Inc. To Monsters Inc. That means they can't jerk off to Shark Tale. Roger Rabbit is. I mean, you've got uh, so many people jerk off to Roger Rabbit because of Jessica Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit. But talking, but oh, my God. What do you think the numbers are for jerking off to Jessica Rabbit? Well, I can tell you at least room. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I remember that. seeing Jessica Rabbit as a little girl and thinking yeah. I want to be like her. I, I want to look like her. She had healthy. this Anna That's Nic- a healthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. I no, she had that Anna Nicole Smith yeah. thing. Jessica oh, Rabbit was definitely might have. She was definitely a part of the sexual awakening in in me, for sure, a hundred percent. Yeah, you think that's possibility. You jerked off to Jessica Rabbit. Oh, very high. <laughs> I don't know if I have jerked off to Jessica. I you can't can, say. Yeah. I've never. I, I can say. I bottom of, bottom well, of my it, heart. It's a big. It's a big like. I've never of... jerked off to an animation. I've never jerked off to an animation. Oh. I don't. Changing topic here. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think I don't do it. Like I don't. Yeah, it doesn't I don't do it often. I don't it do doesn't it do it. It doesn't me. float yeah. my boat. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. make me make. Me, I feel like I've learned so my, much about both of you. But you never know. You know, you could have been uh, teenage years, and and you know when Man, you first we all have exploratory phases. Yeah, I I could have been doing anything. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I was, was full happening. of. You're on the third wank time. of the day. Yeah, yeah. What are you? Like, I think that's. Hey, let's give this a go. I'm yeah. I'm very very interested to hear what our listeners have to say about how many people they think have jerked off to Ice Age and then can only exclusively jerk off to Is Ice the Age. Exclusively did Ice Age. I mean, that's 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 huge. So yeah. it's got distribution in Europe. It would have that's distribution huge. in obviously North America mm-hmm. and South America and India and let's say possibly China. Although I'm not entirely sure. Not entirely sure, yeah. Um, that's a huge population. You've also got like the ubiquity. I think furries are such a specific cultural thing. Like I don't know what. Do you think it could possibly just be an American sort of driven well, furries, thing? Furries are so it's individualistic. They're so cultural. It's, it's such a. Yeah. It, furries kind of came from that sort of hyper-individualism of America and wanting to have a community and a shared community. There's a, certain... a similar thing with the alt-right. 
Uh, <laughs> there's a certain, there's a certain, um, there's a, cer- a certain human sexual expression. Furries oh, are all right. Like yeah. a- That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. No, there's certain se- human sexual exper- expressions, right, that I think would happen in a vacuum. Yeah. Right? I think furries are, and I've, someone has sold me once, they're like, mm. oh, animated, anthropomorphized in a very specific style mm. animals. Mm-hmm. Like, that's cultural. <laughs> mm. <laughs> there's yeah. no, no one's going to, in a vacuum, go, I'm going to draw a picture and this is what I'm going to find. You know, like yeah. that's a cultural thing. So that has to be a part of it. But I suppose if you've seen Ice Age, that's all you and – it, and it rocks your boat. We're, we're talking – furries are just one part of the Ice Age. Are furries community. kind of a subculture – like not a subculture, but did they give, give – did they kind of arrive – Upon the with the development of sort of gender identity, is it, is it kind of a gender politics sort of adjacent thing? With My furries? friend who is a furry is genderless when they are dressed up. Yeah. I think there's parallels, but it's definitely. I think you. It, it, but no, that's what I mean. It, is it is it an adjacent to that? Did they it's, sort it's, of it's, develop it's expression and uh, like with the development of this big thing mm. of gender identity and gender politics and things like that. And and what that has sort of meant for humans? Do you mean the people who were kind of exploring the gender spectrum, trying to figure out where they felt most comfortable somehow? Yeah, the recognition across? that gender is hu- like mainly sort of cultural and cultural and societal, and that yeah. is opening up these sort of windows for people's minds and uh, and ability to sort of evolve as humans and yeah, I think past fairies, this kind of I think structural mm. rigid dogma of yeah. Gender. Yeah. I think you you could go where you, you, you. It's not that they're they come of the same thing of like removing. Man, I'm not going to get started on the fucking metaverse because if I go, <laughs> I'm like a crypto boy with the metaverse. <laughs> but what happens when we remove the human form from 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 human expression? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I think it's th- that furries are, um, in that space of like what happens when you remove our bodies from our expression and mm. our sense of identity. We are getting closer to the singularity, absolutely. Mm. We're moving towards uploading our consciousness into a computer. Absolutely. We're moving Fuck. away the from the consciousness. The notion that your body and yourself are intrinsically linked yeah. is going to be gone in the next hundred or so years. Yeah. Your sense of self already there are there are people who are entirely their, se- their, their sense of identity and self is online. All of us, really. And that's um, – God, I tr- I'd, I'd I love mean, to just uh, be a billionaire CEO smoking a toke with yeah. Joe Rogan right now. I think, <laughs> I think from a certain generation you're absolutely right. I still like to keep my – I mean, I'm online quite a lot mm. and I've got a big footprint and there's a lot of data out there that's getting bought and sold of me. But I, I think that – there is a certain generation that will continue to stay relatively analog. Like I, I have quite defined boundaries about what I kind of. I, I think, might seem like I have a share mm, online, mm. but I've actually there's things that I will. And the same, will of keep. course, yeah. But I, I think it took me a while when we first started doing this podcast to realize that it was stuff that I didn't want out there. Remember, like, and I found it really difficult to filter myself. I've learned now. Yeah, I People think I think, come across kind of nicer it, online. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. a cunt. Yeah, you're both awful people. I, on the other hand, <laughs> listeners, as lovely as you think I am. 
Nicer, kinder. If you yeah, if, if anything. Yeah. Sometimes Mish will just be like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm late. I was just, just, I was just like, I, I had to run by the ATM to get out hundreds in cash mm. to just, just, just give out to people. Make it anyone. rain on homeless people. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, brave. well, okay, there's, uh, okay, mm. all right, sure. Yeah. So, but I don't like to tell people that. No, I have to prize yeah. that out of them. Yeah. Like, why, why are you here? What's mm-hmm. going on? Like, why? And it's like, and then you're, all right, this is what I did, mm-hmm. you know. Ice Age 4, though. <laughs> I, I couldn't get past the pirates. Oh, yeah. Well, look, we've got to give our Leguistamos at this point. Again, reminder to our listeners. Are reminder we to Ben Russell. I mean, we don't have to be, but kind of. Do you want to keep talking about like? Um, <laughs> we, which, okay, we can talk about we can talk about one of these three topics for another five minutes. But okay. you get to choose which okay, topic. Mummy Mish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You've got five more minutes to either talk about Star Wars, okay. jerking off to Ice Age, yep. or the Metaverse. Well, not the Metaverse. More can the we talk about Ice Age Four? Just a little recap about our I'd thoughts. Lo- personally, I'd love to, but I mean, it's up to let's you guys. About, let's just uh, yeah, let's okay. all give. Let's all go. Maybe in, let, let's give our. Let's give our Leguistamo, but with reasoning okay. yeah. at length. Yeah. May so I go first, please? Yes, mm-hmm. please. Thank you. Um, so, just a reminder to our listeners, this is how leguizamo we this film was. I'm giving it two and a half Leguistamos. Okay, yeah. It w- had the least amount of Sid mm. of all the Ice Age films, and as we know, that is Johnny Legs. Um, I got a real vibe from this film that Johnny Legs – just isn't as committed to the franchise as he once was, mm. um, which is fine. It, he still sells at the best, I think. A hundred. His he? voice work is phenomenal. Mm. He is phenomenal. He is so incredible. And if you compare that to an episode that we did recently on, I'm scared to say, but I'm going to say Meadowland because well, I don't even I don't know if this out. is coming we'll out. Put before. it out before this. Yeah, whatever. And if we haven't, Make Meadowland is coming, um, uh, where he did like he had one scene in a diner that was essentially almost one take of just him doing this incredible monologue about losing his daughter. And then you compare it to this, like fuck your phenomenal Johnny Legs. Johnny Legs. Every once in a while, Johnny this Legs. podcast sometimes makes me feel dead to him. But then every once in a while, I'm reminded of his fabulousness and why we began this. You're dead to him. Um, I feel like I am when no, he's dead to you. Yes, thank you. So can I ask you a question? What did you question? do to Johnny Legs? <laughs> I didn't kill Johnny Legs. Remember, I'm really lovely. You're dead to me. <laughs> You're dead to me. I got a question for you, really quick. Do you ever sometimes feel like you know Johnny Legs? Like you know someone at drama school, yeah. You know, when you're in a class, do you, like, have, do you have a parasocial I, relationship with John Leguizamo? Well, no. Sometimes I think Clearly. of John Leguizamo and yeah. I speak of John Leguizamo like we know each other, yeah. and it's like he this doesn't know who I am. That you have with this actor, yeah, it's bad though, yeah. and it's like uh, to the point where if I saw John on the street, I'd probably be like, "Hey, John," like and talk to him, like, "Oh my god, hi!" Like, "How are you?" And I would just approach him like and he he's a part out. of my life, and he'd be like, "Oh, you're that fucking freak that has a podcast yeah. about my." Is, is like I, I like you know I like to make things I make things outside of this mm. you know and I would one day love to work with him because mm. he's an actor I really like and mm. I don't think I ever can now no oh, no you're absolutely like how not. do I ever you can't you although can I think he's the kind of guy who would uh, I think he likes I think he'd be like oh, yeah yeah man, that was funny how you do yeah that, he's yeah. not like a, a piece of shit you know he might be pissed off at you maybe nah he's alright um anyway two and a half leg wastamos from me because. I will say, and I know I said this last time, this of all the Ice Age films for me was the best quality of animation, obviously, like they're mm. getting better as the years go on, and it did make me laugh twice. I laughed twice. One Leguistamo. Bam. It retreads uh, like stuff. It Again, we see no 
we don't. St- it's like a complete reset of your character at the beginning of a sequel, mm. sort of to a game. It's so like, giving it one leg with Starmo. Yeah, I. It's it's just it's its palette is very samey. Its characters make no sense. Mm-hmm. The character design I don't particularly like. You're not even going to slip in an extra half leg with Starmo no. for Wanda Sykes. Gondor Sykes no. has some Legosama though. Yeah. The whale at the end has, uh, what is it even? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I mean, around that time, are whales even whales? I don't yeah. even think so. No. I think there's something else at that point. True. Um, and yeah, I think that, that whale has teeth, which uh, if a whale that big, mm. I don't believe. The, the biggest whale is a sperm whale that has teeth and then the rest are all krill sort of. Um, bullying mm. whales, um, but they don't exist at that point, and neither do half the animals in this uh, show at that period. Like that weird bag of custard animal. Yeah. Like that weird f- floppy. Um, and then there's a weird supernatural element with the sirens, which doesn't make sense. Mm. Um, Scrat is even so tired. I hate Scrat. I hate Scrat. It's so tired, and they've so ran, it's so clearly run out of all ideas. We've talked in the past about. Um, you can't minion slash yeah. Uh, slash. You can't go to the center of the earth like that. It's just not possible. It's very historically inaccurate. This film. Um, yeah, humans have only been able to just. They haven't even got through to like the second layer mm. of crust. Like the, it's it's so unbelievably deep. And the pressure would crush Scrat anyway. Yeah, he dissolve. So, um, it's impossible. And the continental drift happens so quickly. Australia is just boom. There it is. Um, also, man, like full, like just like there's giraffes in that sequence. Yeah. That sequence just fully abandoned. Yeah. Like, They've are, abandoned every conceit except for Manny is a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> The one conceit yeah. it needed to abandon yeah. after yeah. the first film. That Manny has learnt fucking he's nothing. So un- he's still unlikable because yeah. he never grows. And uh, he only – it's its patriarchal mm. teaching our kids about gender stereotypes. It's a, it's a, There's a tired derivative plot lines, sub, mm-hmm. useless subplot yeah. about teens. Mm. Um, the – the, I would say the villain is, even though it's the voice acting is good, he's so forgettable. He's just yeah. like I'm gonna get Manny. Uh, what? Okay, that's fine. And all they, uh, Legazamo is not in it, so they they just don't write anything in it. So they're scrambling to bring in all these mm. crazy characters. So it's just like they must have just gotten. So many like rewrites of just like shit. ADR people throw in little one-liners off screen to try and make it funnier, but it's not. It's not funny at all. It's mm. it's one of the most tired franchises at this point, um, and it was never any good to begin with. Even the first one, a movie from a whole, is three three star movie at best. Mm. You know, it's a movie that but you yeah, might find like on a, a bus. Yeah, but no, we, don't we don't do stars, stars here. We're talking about okay, like Starmos. So all that's great, but yeah, the one point that was relevant yeah, was that he wasn't in it much. Yeah, <laughs> he was not in it much. They try to compensate for it, and it just—it's just incredible. There's forty. A, there's forty. It's an incredibly besides the animation. Yeah. but I'll get to that. When besides I get the animation, it's incredibly lazy. 
And I, it sounds like all the voice actors were in for a day or two at most. That's the, I got that vibe. And the song at the end was just created by AI. I just feel like, Ben, I don't, I don't mean to fight you, but I just feel like this really did pay Johnny Legs' bills enough that he could do another solo show. Fuck and yeah. for that in itself, you've oh, got dude. to give it a little extra leg with Star Wars. That's, That's the one, I think. That's the one. The one is that it fucking put some money into Legsy's bank account. And, and for that, we should not judge. Hmm. Can I can I um sort of I rec- I've got a theory. I reckon that they got paid the same amount for this one as they did for the third one. No. I think that the, you just hear my theory here. I think they got up a really good amount for the third one because hmm. they didn't really want to do the third one. So they got the most you can get for a VO job. And then for the fourth one, they were like, I- I'll do it for more. I think he said to his agent, I'll do it for more. And he came back and they were like, nah, they'll go to someone else. They've hit the I don't ceiling. think they can go. And then he said, well, if I'm not getting more, give them a day. Yeah. Okay. That's what. That's my theory. I do you Is really like, think that the Ice Age franchise down the time for the same? Amount. Do you really think the Ice Age boys would be like, fine, we'll just make it without Johnny Legs? I don't think uh, the Ice Age series could survive no, uh, without him or Ray Romano or Dennis Leary. Yeah. They I think you could lose Dennis, Dennis Leary, Leary. You could lose Dennis. I was saying. I was going to say before Dennis Leary is. And I say this with confidence: is not a good voice actor. No, no. like he's just not. No. I think you could lose Dennis He's Leary. Not a good actor. I also think nah. you couldn't replace He's Ray Romano. Not even a really good comedian. No. Human. He's not very good at living. Yeah. <laughs> I think you could replace Dennis Leary. I think you couldn't replace Romano, but you could get rid of Manny. Manny's run his course. You could bring Queen Latifah's character mm. forward in into yeah. the Manny role. Yeah. Uh, but you could not lose John Leguizamo. Yeah. You lose John Leguizamo, you lose Sid. You, you You're know, done. Series. What's your leg with Starmo rating, Zach? Oh, my goodness me. What were the three things I was allowed to talk about? I thought I'd... I'd Star Wars, Metaverse. jerking off to Ice Age, Metaverse. Here's, here's my problem with the film, right? That yeah. five minutes has gone... No, I know, the way. I know, yeah. Um, uh, here's my problem with the film, okay? Mm-hmm. So, firstly... Uh, it's what I'd like to call the Star Wars robot problem. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the most recent Star Warses, everyone loved R2-D2. So then they made the little R2-D2 ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then everyone loved the little R2-D2 ball. So then they made like little porgs, which wasn't a robot, but it was like a little bird with like yeah. without a beak. And then everyone loved them. So in the they used latest one, they did like a little wheel. Bubble. Is that the little wheel one? No, they did the – no, the last one they did this little creature for one scene Was that- when they were just introducing characters. Yeah, and there's also a robot in the most recent Star Wars where it's like a little wheel. They didn't need the ball one. No. They already had R2-D2. And then suddenly you've got this series where now you've got to make time for like five little robots. Mm. We got Sid. Story servicing the technology. Hey, we got Sid. All we needed was Sid. And here we are with a movie with like literally like you got two opossums. You got Josh Peck and There's fucking so many, That's what Scott. I was talking about. There's so many of these little incidental – Wacky characters. And that's Sid's role. Yeah. So that loses a lot of points. This is where I'm getting mad because they're sidelining the one good thing in the series, yeah. which is John Leguizamo. At this point, the series is Transformers. It's just a, it's just to sell merch. It's just Absolutely. It's a McDonald's Happy Meal. It's Star year. Wars. Yeah. So Star Wars is just made to sell merch and toys. Absolutely. Yeah. And so is Transformers. Uh, Transformers is made by... Hasbro, mm. which is a toy manufacturer. You mm. only need one goofy character. This series has so many and it's all in service of sidelining John Leguizamo. Yeah. My, my second point that I'd like to make 
Meshwit Trap, is this this series still feminizes is is deeply sexist in its design, but no longer does it feminize the animals by giving them a feminine physique, little little breasts. Yeah. Little titties. Little, uh, what are they called? What's it called? Little sloth titties? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sloth breasts? Uh, curvy, no, childbearing hips. just with a hairdo. It's as sexist, but I can't jerk off to it. Yeah. I'm looking at a mammoth with a hairdo. There's nothing anthro- There's nothing sexy about that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I can't even jerk off to this series. Even It's sexist without me being able to jerk off to it. Yeah. And oh, my thirdly, God. Mish, and this is the one I'm struggling to make. This is a point I'm really struggling to make. Okay. <laughs> But we live in a world now, and in 2012 we, say lived that we live in this world. Society? We live in a soci- society yeah. Yeah. Um, where where it's getting crazier out there. It's getting crazier out there. Mm-hmm. And what I got to say, Mish, is it's harder and harder to sustain the attention of a 30 year old for an yeah. hour and a half, let alone a child, because a child is so online. So online that yeah, they can scary. They mm-hmm. they their entertainment is in seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a compelling story, if you don't have a compelling world, you've got a child that in every way through the window of their phone, they can travel to anywhere in the world, any time in the world. Soon they're going to have VR, they're going to have AR, Mm. they're going to be able to go anywhere and it's going to be more and more challenging for the stories. (laughs) Yeah. I think think they're competing (laughs) with AR, metaverse. I I think it's (laughs) fucking If I could... Actually, try and make a small point from that. Mm-hmm, please, because I, I was really struggling with it. If the Pixar is taught, taught us one thing, is that kids can appreciate good story and writing. Mm. Absolutely. And kids do deserve that. And when we, we're talking, this movie is talking down mm-hmm. to children, it is patronizing children, it's saying children are stupid. So we are just going to throw as much stuff and we're not really going to care about the plot. It's all just kind of derivative, reused, recycled nonsense. It doesn't respect kids' ability to actually appreciate good stories. And, and they do deserve good stories and is, just as much as anyone. This is what I'll say. This is what I'll say. As we move into a world that's so online that we, we skip, we move, we're, we're all hyperlinked. We mm. travel from, and we spend less than a few seconds with every concept storytelling a lot of like bad filmmakers think the way to compete is to do that with our films mm. oh now you're on a pirate ship now you now there's a whale now there's a this now there's a that a million stories change 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 just to keep keep moving you're not you're they're trying to distract you from the lack of plot but you can't that's not going to compete with an algorithm that's not going to compete with a tiktok algorithm I hear you, algorithm that that algorithm moves faster and knows you better than that film the only way to truly compete is the pixar way Good stories. Move back. Yeah. Mm. Let go. Go to good stories, good storytelling, emotion. As we move towards a metaverse, more than ever, good storytelling mm. is what's important. And this film doesn't understand that. So what's your star my rating? Uh, I like the bit where he was funny, you know, where he was like, yeah. bah, 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 you know, that bit. Yes. Where, like just before they took Five over the pirate. Five legged Stamos. He was like, four and a half. He was like, I was like, he's having fun. He's yeah. just riffing and they're animating. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. Not many stars, but oh, fuck, it was fun. And he was like, you know, he was like, bah, bah, bah. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. funny. Yeah. And I was like, they were just like, have fun. And then I reckon they animated to that. It felt like he was improvising. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah I love Johnny. So, Lee. what are you giving it? A four and a half. A four and a half. Yeah. Like, this is from Zach. What's the next one? What's the next one? Uh, it's Collision Course. Collision Course about space. Scrap. Okay, I swear to God, we've already watched I this. accidentally looked up. <laughs> I accidentally looked up because I looked up the plot of this. Uh huh. And I was like, fuck, I was not paying attention because I accidentally looked up Collision Course. Yeah. And it's like it, the, every plot description from here on out starts with Scrat. Scrat is the – when Scrat – Scrat causes – Hold on, hold a, on. A, 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 a meteorite. Oh, yeah. my God, this is, our, this is the last one. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's the last uh, feature length – no, as in the next one. Ah. Collision was Course was 2016. Oh, that means it's pretty – they're done. They're uh, short. You'd so think, but then there's short. also um, the Great Egg Scapade. Oh, um, but that's only 30 short. minutes. And then there's also Ice Age, uh, a mammoth Christmas, which we'll be watching I believe Christmas there's two games year. and at least one mobile game as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> which you don't have to come to that. You're our feature guy. I've got to. You can- all we're now. asking you to, so we're now. All you have to this do is podcast, commit to. This podcast, whenever you do Ice Age hmm. – it ceases to be just your podcast <laughs> and is my podcast. Yeah, I like hear a you. little um I'm you're my guests. <laughs> <laughs> you're the king of Ice Age. Oh, fuck. Ben, Russell, thank, thank you. Thank you for having uh thank you for coming on thank my podcast. Thank you for having thank us you on so your podcast. Thanks for coming it's on my February, podcast. February, I think, right now. Uh, great. Well I hope you I uh, hope it's not too hot out there, guys. <laughs> and don't forget that uh we are uh this is a one off podcast. Ice Age with Ben. Uh, when are we gonna? When are we gonna happen again? Uh, a couple months. A couple of months. But you know, we are releasing um, bonus episodes. Yeah. Mm. In the interim, we like the guy that played Sid so much that me and Mish, uh, between between episodes right, of the Ice Age podcast, podcast. Yeah. on this on this RSS feed, we're we're just releasing okay. bonus apps of other things he's been in. Yeah. All right. I hope well. that's okay with you. You know what? <laughs> I'll allow it. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Ben. Unless you want to join um, us for. <laughs> Where can no, people find you, Ben, on Twitch? They should watch your Twitch. You can find me on Twitch at Bond Member. Doing a comedy Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Bond Member. I'm doing a comedy festival show. It's February, so Soon. yeah. Soon. I'm definitely going to be a little bit closer to writing it than I am in November. November. <laughs> God, uh, we're recording this too far in the future. It might be January, actually, this episode. No, we're doing our little ones. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I've got a comedy festival show. I got. <sighs> Good podcast. I got grandpa. Ben Russell's brilliant. You should just go check Ben Russell out on all the platforms. I reckon he often does. Follow me on the tweets. Things. Just follow. Yeah. Follow Ben and, and keep. I keep an you eye updated out. on that. One. And big shout out ben as Russell's. well as per to Comedy Republic mm-hmm. for letting us record Beautiful. our podcasts. Comedy Republic, the best comedy venue in Melbourne, albeit the only one. And if it isn't the only one, which it isn't, it should be. Yeah. Um. Thank you so much, Ben. Recently, well, we've been asking should, Tom. I think, I think, you know, I think the more the merrier, but it's definitely the best. Our editor is Tom Armstrong, you see. And at the Hi, end Tom. of each episode, we've recently been asking Tom to put in some bit fucked song, be it a little voiceover moment. What would you like Tom Armstrong to close us out, to close us out with? This episode. I don't – what sort of thing? Anything yeah, to throw it out tune, there. Sometimes he puts a song. He'll, he'll go so he did a monologue for us once. <laughs> Uh, but that's my favourite. But that's a lot of work. Honor, so. Honor sang a song and he created a song based on that, but that was a lot of work. So please don't do that to him. Um, I mean, I could make him a little song if he wants. 
Yeah. yeah, do it. I'll make him a little sing song. a song well, right now. underneath what yeah. let, Ben. How about you take us out with a little song? Okay, and, and then, then Tom, you can put something under it if you mm. can be fucked. If not, and okay, if you can't great, be fucked, right. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, put a little song. Under it. Okay, here we go. I'll make it really simple. Go. Okay. There's eight, eight billion people living on Earth, and of eight billion people, around a hundred thousand people. I jerked off to ISIS today. 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 All right. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 